SAFM. Prime time all day long. Well, good morning. Confirmation yesterday from the presidency that the Russian president, Vladimir Putin, will not be coming here to South Africa in person for the BRICS Head of State Summit, and that this decision has been made by mutual agreement. You'll have heard all of the arguments about this, as under our membership of the International Criminal Court, our government said it had an obligation to arrest Putin if he did come here, because the court says he may be guilty of war crimes against children following Russia's invasion of Ukraine. At the same time, the US has accused our government of not being truly non-aligned in that conflict. The deputy chair of the ANC Subcommittee on International Relations is the Deputy Minister Obed Bapela. Deputy Minister, good morning to you, sir, and thank you for your time. Good morning uh, to, our view, uh, to our listeners of SAFM and to yourself. Are you, dis- are you disappointed that Putin's not coming? Look, yeah, there are mixed reactions. Let me start there, where there are those who are disappointed that he's not coming, and there are obviously those who are excited within the political body system and to the population of South Africa. But as the African National Congress, we do welcome the message and the response that he has already indicated after our president, Rafael Ramaphosa, and Vladimir Putin have been engaging on the matter, weighing on the issues uh, around some of the issues that were impacting on us as a member of the ICC with the wrong statute that we have adopted that says we have an obligation it was very, very a complex matter from the beginning. Uh, but if he had arrived also, we were just in, going to be in a situation where arresting him was going to be impossible because whenever he moves, he's not just alone. Uh, he's got people who are surrounding him. And, and as you know, that they even had said to, uh, to anybody that if you arrest him as a sitting president, you are declaring a war uh, on Russia. And no country since the Second World War, even before the Second World War, that has ever arrested the sitting president. So that is the conundrum that South Africa was sitting on. And therefore, for us, it is a relief. Uh, whilst we will be looking at our law, the Rome Statute has uh, adopted it in South Africa in terms of future events and future hosting of activities. This was going to be the second one after Alma Obashe, which confronted mm. us at the time, and we didn't want to see a retreat. So these discussions, therefore, have really delivered in terms of him understanding the situation and the difficulties of South Africa and and as a And it's not the first time that Putin uh, declines an invitation. It did happen recently in Turkey, where he was going to be open the biggest mm-hmm. nuclear plant. And uh, he just decided to phone the president there. Uh, they're going to say, for your own national interest, let me not come and cause you more mm-hmm. trouble. And I think South Africa should also accept the reasons uh, as given, because the invitation had to be issued. It was issued. And they were just waiting for a response, and there were quite engagements obviously going on on the possibilities and also our own situation as we have been explaining it. Okay, so you're not disappointed that Putin's not coming. You're relieved that Putin's not coming. Are you pleased that Putin's not coming? Look, uh, I'm not pleased that he's not coming, but because of the situation that South Africa finds mm. itself with 
it being a signatory and a full signatory of the ICC, which itself obviously has its own challenges, but uh, as having an obligation based on our law on how we domesticated the the REM statutes, definitely uh, that one, uh, it's it's effect and it's the situation that we had to then look at our national interest to ensure that they are not affected. And, uh, and I think for him to understand, it's a relief. And I think it's in that context, not generally. Uh, everyone obviously had wished, and I also ex- uh, wished that he could be here, but the situation uh, did not warrant that, unfortunately. And we will deal with the situation of the amendment of the Rome statues ourselves as South Africa. That is the next uh, mission that we're going to be doing at the African National Congress and uh, and probably supported by other parties in Parliament over the next few months. Uh, that process has been announced by the cabinet itself that they are going to be amending. The ANC took a resolution now in April this year that with these situations always pending and some groups and organizations uh, camping in South Africa right-wing organization, all of them waiting to go to court once uh, Putin sets his feet in South Africa. South Africa cannot be a playing ground for that. So we therefore have to amend the law in a way that exempts us on certain circumstances, not uh, uh, continuously. Uh, see, I'm spending, what is it that uh, we think is the national interest uh, impact? And obviously then taking those decisions without as having any obligation while staying in the ICC and uh, transforming it to the best of our ability. But okay. that organization itself has its own challenges, not the best organization. Uh, Deputy Minister, as you say, there were strong reactions yesterday. The EFF said it wanted to warn the BRICS nations that South Africa is led by a spineless government. Is our government spineless? No, we are not spineless uh, at all. And, uh, and if we were a spineless, uh, let's say Putin arrives and we arrest him, then definitely probably that will then qualify. And there's no qualification in this case, not at all. And as I said, that Putin has been weighing uh, situations also. He's a human being, he's a president, he's a powerful person. And then Turkey, which is next door to him, uh, he decided not to go when three months ago they were opening that biggest plant and he had all along have confirmed that he'll be going. Turkey has no obligation to arrest Putin, but it was more on the issues of the national interest. We can't then say Turkey is spineless. Neither can you say we are spineless uh, as South Africa. We are leaders that engages, the leaders that looks at the complications of the issues. We are leaders that looks at the impacts uh, post and uh, particularly and uh, even during mm-hmm. the period when people will be here. And this situation of how we are we domesticated the Rome stage, it's our own making. Okay. And that is why we say we're going to be amending it. Therefore, that does not mean spineless. We didn't want to have a repeat too of whatever happened with Almasha Obasha mm-hmm. uh, when he was in South Africa for the AU. And we're going to be hosting many events and we will be paving the way. 
are amending their own statute. So that does not make anybody spineless. Deputy Minister, thank you. Deputy Minister Obed Bapela speaking as the Deputy Chair of the ANC Subcommittee on International Relations. You were there, CFM, 17 moments, 17 minutes after seven. Uh, in a moment, you'll hear from Sanusha Naidu. First, Gustavo de Carvalho is a senior researcher on Russia-Africa ties at the African Governance and Diplomacy Program at the South African Institute of International Affairs. Uh, Gustavo, good morning. Do you think Putin's not coming because of the arrest warrant, because he was worried about being arrested? Is he not coming because he wanted to help President Ramaphosa? Or is he not coming because he didn't want to leave Russia at this moment? Uh, good morning, Stephen. Thank you so much. And I think it's probably a mix of them all. Uh, we, we've seen, and, and, I, and I think in, in, in that point, I agree with Deputy Minister. I think it's a relief for, for South Africa. Uh, I, I think there, there were way too many risks in, 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 in terms of the visit of Vladimir Putin to South Africa. We were talking about the security that we would have to have in Johannesburg, the issues around our own rule of law, and particularly important. But I think there is something that we often don't talk about. There, is, there was a risk for Britain itself. I think this year with the BRICS summit, there is a number of important discussions that are happening in terms of expansion, in terms of alternative currencies. So, so certainly the visit of Vladimir Putin in terms of all of the dynamics that are happening in, in Russia, what is happening in Ukraine, what is happening with the ICC. But also we need to remember that for, for Putin, he doesn't have a lot of friends around. And, and often South Africa presented itself as a friend to, to Russia. So in that degree, ostracizing South Africa and creating South Africa uh, a crisis that would be that would be created in terms of our own rule of law and and, and legal aspects would be particularly problematic. So so I, I do think that is a relief for us that we can focus now on the BRICS summit uh, and focus on these really important discussions that will have a direct impact on South Africa and the rest of the BRICS members. I would imagine Putin would Putin would want to be on the world stage. You'd want to come to BRICS. You'd want to be with you know the other heads of state. Who doesn't want to be with the president of China on a world stage? stage. Does he come out of this diminished because he gives up the chance to do that? I think Vladimir Putin has been diminished by many of the, the, the developments in the field. I think the ICC uh, arrest warrant itself was expected to create such kind of confusion and such kind of problems. And I think particularly for countries like South Africa that are signatories of the International Criminal Court, uh, there would be a, 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 a particularly bold move to come to South Africa and then threaten our own rule of law. So I think to, to a large degree, it does show uh, 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 uh a sense of what, what our own institutional capacity is. And I think it is an important move. I think the discussions around the future of the ICC for us in South Africa is really important. I think it is an opportunity not only to reflect in terms of amendments like what was mentioned by the Deputy Minister, but to have a societal discussion, to engage with human rights lawyers, to re-engage with a broader community that is interested in ensuring that our international uh, uh, commitments are upheld, but also in a way that ensures that our national interest is not threatened. Um, they've been hu- there must have been huge conversations behind the scenes. The diplomats um, in, in Moscow, the diplomats in Swane. Do you think that our relationship with Russia has been changed by all of this? If you put it all together, has there been any kind of shift in South Africa's relationship with Russia? 
Not so much. Uh, I, I think the signals in terms of how South Africa has engaged with Russia in the last year still remains there. I think even the fact that it took so long for, for the South African government to, to present a decision in terms of the format of the BRICS summit shows that, that South Africa is concerned about uh, 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 its own relationship with Russia, but also with other members. So, so I do think that for, for us, what would be really important for us to see is what will be the development in the coming months. We're still seeing the results of the Africa peace mission to Ukraine and Russia. Next week, there is the Russia-Africa summit in St. Petersburg. And of course, we have the BRICS summit at the end of August. So I think all of the, those will allow us to get a better sense of where South Africa is in terms of its relations, not only with Russia, but I think it's important for us to see how South Africa is navigating internationally, how South Africa is engaging with important partners, being Russia or the West or China. So to a large degree, I think it's an important moment in terms of our own foreign policy and how do we actually structure our thinking around national interest in a way that is probably less emotional and more pragmatic. Gustavo de Cavallo, thank you. Senior researcher on Russia-Africa ties at the African Governance and Diplomacy Program at the SA Institute of International Affairs. Sanusha Naidu is a senior research fellow at the Institute for Global Dialogue. Sanusha, good morning. This decision by Putin not to come. This is supposed to be a heads-of-state summit. Could other BRIC leaders decide not to come? Uh, good morning, Stephen. Good morning to the listeners. I mean, I think it's 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 not necessarily one that will kind of shift the, 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 the pendulum to say, well, if Putin is not coming, then I'm, uh, I will not come. I think there, will, there would have been serious discussions and very intense discussions even before this decision around uh, Putin, President Putin deciding not to attend the summit um, in, in next month. I think uh, other BRICS leaders would have actually consulted with President Ramaphosa and vice versa. There would have been a whole lot of discussions around the implications, the the, the, the kind of optics that this would create in the context of the fact that this is the first in-person meeting uh, after the COVID-19 pandemic. And of course, it's very important to have that kind of interaction um, in, in person. But at the same time, I, I'm not saying that, it, you know, I think the other BRICS countries now, or presidents would not want to actually see this as sending mixed signals, mixed messages, to say that because of Putin, we're not going to attend. I think the BRICS in itself uh, wants to project and, and, and send out a much more cohesive and a coalescing image that is still very much a key grouping in the international system, that it's got serious uh, uh, institutional issues that it's going to discuss, that this issue now will take this question around Putin and the ICC and the attendance and all of this will now have to get back to what the, uh, the basic business and the real business of, of BRICS is. And I think that's what the summit will do. So obviously, you know, this is something I think, again, we, we need to be much more clearer and much more nuanced in understanding that there's a situation around the BRICS, which was actually not of the BRICS making because of the international system and how the international system operates and the legal framework and the fact that two of the BRICS countries are, mem are signatories to the Rome Statute. And at the same time, it's caught in that kind of context. But as in that context, I think we have to also realize that no one country is a single country that makes or breaks the BRICS. And I think this situation actually now has to go forward to say, well, hang on. Yes, we had the situation. It had to be discussed. It had to be 
uh, addressed. Now that President Putin has decided to not attend the summit for the variety of reasons and, 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 and issues that were raised by both uh, uh, speakers before me, I think now we have to get back to what the BRICS is all about. And I think the other members of the other presidents of the BRICS may not want to see this as a weakening moment for the BRICS to say, oh, it's a kind of like, if he doesn't attend, we won't attend. I think that's that that will in itself create more much more issues in terms of whether the BRICS is coalescing. The U.S. has been putting our government under pressure, particularly with the AGOA negotiations. They wanted our government to show it was really neutral or really non-aligned and not actually helping Russia. How do you think Washington sees this decision that Putin won't be coming? Well, I think it's a bit of, it's, it's 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 a victory, but it's not necessarily the victory I think perhaps Washington would have liked to have seen, um, because it, as Gustavo had said, you know, it was a lot of protracted discussions. It took the longest time, um, and this is this is this is some, something that I think what the um, what what Washington and what the White House would have liked to see, and what the foreign policy community in the U.S. would have liked to have seen, is South Africa taking a much more earlier, decisive stance, and 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 probably saying we are doing this because this is the way we we we, we align in terms of this issue. So I think you know the the fact of the matter that is that we we this decision comes at a time where it's about six weeks before the summit actually doesn't perhaps doesn't give Washington the sense to say well you know South Africa has. Uh, heeded our 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 calls. South Africa has actually uh, looked at this and said, you know what, we we see that this is a critical issue and it can actually have very dire consequences for us in terms of our relations with the U.S. But having said that as well, I think we also have to put on record that there are some other countries in the BRICS that also have been engaging with Russia um, and. You know, they they haven't been called to to called out on it, and I, and, and I find that fascinating because South Africa is now being being pushed into the situation because obviously we are members of the ICC and this arrest warrant would have created all kinds of uh, uh, issues around South Africa's responsibility in international law and obligations. But at the same time, I think you know countries that may not necessarily be members of the ICC, but at the same time have actually done business with with, with Russia, um, have actually been kind of treated in 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 a much more lighter way. Mm. And I think you know this is something that I think we have to be careful of in getting caught in terms of which countries can be pressurized and which countries do not have to be pressurized for geostrategic interests. Sanusha Naidu, thank you, senior research fellow at the Institute for Global. Dialogue 27 after 7.